live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. It is February 18th, and this show will hit the internet on February 19th. How's everyone doing? Let's get right into it. We'll talk about things I dislike. That subway, I was just there. I waited 20 minutes for two sandwiches with two slack-jawed idiots to take forever to make my sandwiches. Two kind of sandwich artists I dislike. The first, the first day people. The second, the people who don't give a shit. They both share the same qualities. They suck at making my sandwich and they take forever. The first one, at least you have a little leniency for. Uh, it's their first day. They don't want to mess up. They don't want to screw up in front of their boss. They, they don't want to give too much. The second one, well, they just don't care again. So I had the latter today and I walk in. It took him a minute to wash his hands. And bear in mind, there was one person in front of me. One person. Uh, it took him one minute to wash his hands, put the gloves on, and Mr. Cool says, uh, yeah, what, do you, what do you want? And I said, I told him, and I told him the bread I wanted. He wanted all the details as he's washing his hands, knowing that I am going to have to repeat all this information to him because he's an idiot and is not going to retain any of it. Voila, I was correct. In fact, I had to repeat it a second time as he was making it, putting each each piece of sandwich, each piece of sandwich, each vegetable on two at a time, going nicely. Uh, can I have guacamole on that? Sure. Takes out a scoop, puts it on, then gets a, a little uh, instrument uh, that, that, I forget the culinary term, but he smears it around like he's Pablo Picasso, taking ever so long. It took me 20 minutes to get two goddamn sandwiches, and I ate them, but he should be fired. So how's everyone doing? Uh, I'm back. If you listened last week, I was in the Caribbean, and I am back now. I go from, it's amazing airplanes. It really is. I go from 80 degrees to then negative 5. And, you know, if the world didn't hate me enough, who do I see at Hartford Springfield Airport, Bradley International Airport, former Yankee great Carl Pavano looking in the newspaper in one of the convenience stores? Yes, Carl Pavano, the American Idol himself. Mr. Injury to the Extreme. I don't know what he was looking for in the newspaper. Maybe he was looking to see when his what day he was getting for his number to be retired. We'll talk about that later. The Yankees are just giving away numbers. Not giving giving away days. Hensley Bam Bam Mullins is going to be very soon. I, I could see that on the horizon. But it, it's like God hated me. He looked healthy, but I did turn away. He may have fallen over his feet. And had to be rushed to the hospital immediately. So, great to see Carl. A lot of things to get into today. Uh, We start on another sad note. uh, College basketball, losing some of the greats very quickly. Jerry Tarkanian loses a, uh, well, he had a breathing issue. And honestly, I forget the exact cause of death. He was in his 80s. I always liked Tarkanian. He was coach Long Beach State, UNLV, Fresno State. Obviously, a lot of his fame came with UNLV and that running Rebels team. But a lot of, most people take a look and they, they, they gravitate towards Michigan, the Fab Five, sort of the badasses of college basketball. I always liked those UNLV teams. I liked Tarkanian. I, 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 liked the, I liked his voice. He sounded like an actor in an old Western movie. Uh, yeah, he... he took three different schools the NCAA tournament with all three of those teams had 20 wins uh he just I don't know there's something about him his his battles with the NCAA 
basically he never he, he never said he was a perfect program but at the same time he said that the NCAA always went after the little guys and they went after him for a long time until they ended up settling basically I don't know if they actually acknowledged that they were unfairly going after him but a 2.5 million dollar settlement basically spoke volumes so but Jerry Turkanian gone uh always biting on that towel in fact the reason he bit on that towel is because he used to coach at I think it was a junior college and in California and there were no air conditioners so he'd soak he got tired of going to the water uh, container to up and down up and down to stay hydrated so he soaked the towel in water and would suck on it and it ended up becoming a tradition a superstition that he would always do regardless of air conditioners being present or not so sad news there as another college basketball great departs uh We'll get into two of my... You know, when I started this podcast, I did not think I'd be talking about weather and Alex Rodriguez as much as I have, but they're both giving me lots of material that I just have to use. You know, my other good friends, Carmelo Anthony, in the news too, he, shocking, is out for the air. He has decided that he's going to shut it down. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll briefly... Uh, just review the NBA All-Star festivities and everything that goes along with them. Little NFL news and notes. And we'll also touch on the Yankees. I, I don't know what they're doing. They're just retiring everyone's number. What the hell? Not really sure what the motivation is there. But we begin with the obvious. tell the truth and to apologize to my teammates and baseball fans everywhere on reflection here's what i remember i'm sorry so sorry that i was such a uh, i was young i was stupid i didn't know i was naive For the record, have you ever used steroids, human growth hormone, or any other performance-enhancing substance? No. I did. I did take a banned substance, and uh, you know, for that, uh, I'm very sorry. And on. Tuesday, Alex Rodriguez issued a handwritten letter apologizing to the Yankees, to the fans, to the masses, to everyone, anyone that'll listen to his garbage. And the same day, Anthony Bosch was his former drug dealer, the mastermind of the biogenesis scandal, uh, was sent to prison for four years. The same guy that MLB had as their key witness to bring A-Rod down for his unprecedented suspension of 162 games. They just let him go to jail. MLB, great people. But Alex had a handwritten note that only only Alex could do this. A handwritten note that generates so much uh, opinion, I guess. A, I've made no bones about it that I'm, I'm not a fan of Alex Rodriguez, but 
I don't think he owes any apologies to anyone. First of all, no one will believe him. He's he's a liar. He's And he says that in the letter, I know some of you have a hard time believing me. Yeah, because you're a liar. He's like that kid that you grew up with. Everyone had a certain thing. Yeah, he was good at sports. He smelled. He's a liar. Alex is the liar. He always had a certain story that, that no one really could confirm, and no one believed him. That's Alex. He's a liar. But he is also a baseball player. He hits a baseball with a wooden bat and runs around a diamond of dirt and grass. He does not owe me an apology. He did not rob my house. He did not kill my family. He did not commit a, well, possibly a crime, I guess, if you want to look at it from illegal drugs. Yeah, I guess he did commit a crime. But regardless, he did nothing to me. He does not owe me an apology. So these people that want an apology from Alex Rodriguez, please seek professional therapy because you need it. If you need, if you demand an apology from a baseball player, you have larger issues than Alex Rodriguez getting on his knees and groveling to you. Please, get some help. Um, he's just a liar. Uh, he said what he needed to say. He didn't say... Uh, I took steroids. He said the the normal. I made mistakes. I apologize. I've embarrassed people. The Yankees dastardly gave him the option of using Yankee Stadium to do all this. I, the Yankees are really just sticking the, the, the knife in and twisting it with Alex Rodriguez. It's going to be a rough season for him. And I think the Yankees are going to try to bring him down if he gets up. I really do. But what's even more interesting today... We'll get back to for one second. You know, Alex needs to shut up or he needs to tell us every detail of what happened. But instead, he did neither of those. And today, there were details of an ESPN The Magazine article, which I tried to read, but it's about the length of, geez, the, the, the Iliad. I mean, it was, I don't have time to read all that. By the time I finished it, they would have been reporting for spring training. But he talked about how he, he may have, he, he may think that what he took from Anthony Bosch was a placebo, and it wasn't actually steroids. Something along the lines, I don't have the quote in front of me, that huh, only a dope like me would take that and, you know, have the two worst statistical years of my career. Well, Alex, if you weren't taking steroids and had the last the worst two statistical years of your career, then you've basically been on it the whole time. That's an assumption. Yes, I get it. But... And at the same time, you accepted, willingly accepted, a 162-game suspension off of possible placebos. Alex, you continue to lie. Just stop talking. No one believes you. You are a character of yourself. Stop it. He also talked about how he's in therapy because he wants sympathy. I'm not saying people in therapy need sympathy, but we don't need to know about Alex Rodriguez's therapy. I'm sorry. That's not my business, and I don't care. He also talked about how he wanted to possibly retire during this suspension. My ass he did. He saw million, $60 million sitting there from the Yankees. Not a chance in hell he was retiring, so cut the crap. And how he would explain it to his nine, this whole escapade, this whole scandal to his nine-year-old daughter. That's possible. I kind of believe him there. But again, it's so difficult to believe Alex Rodriguez. He... Who knows what he is anymore? He needs to stop talking. That's what he needs to do. I, I, I don't know that that the article itself. I, again, I tried reading it. Almost, not almost. It did want to paint him as some sort of sympathetic figure. He's in school now. 
He's going to University of Miami because he wants to learn more about marketing. I, my personal thoughts, think he's going to school so he can get some sort of accolades from another source because no one else is giving it to him in his life other than maybe his yes-men, which maybe he realizes his handlers are not doing the best job for him. I'm not a doctor, but I really think Alex has an issue with being liked, and he just does not know when to stop, and his people don't tell him what to do. They tell him what to do, they tell him the wrong thing to do. Like working out with Barry Bonds. Not good coming off a 162-game suspension. Okay? Not good. He's always doing something. I I don't know what else to say with Alex, but he continues to make news. Uh, I'm at a point now where... I can't believe I'm actually at this point. I'm at a point where I don't care anymore. I find his, his theatrics, his comments, his stories, his daily popping up in all of our news. I find it fascinating, but at the same time, I don't know. There's a small part of me that actually feels bad for Alex Rodriguez but then something like that ESPN the magazine article comes out you know I I, I don't know what to say anymore he continues to do dumb shit and he has been on the Yankees radar the the radar of the fans as a piece of garbage ever since that article they were talking about it on WFAN today in New York with Evan Roberts and Joe Beningo and Ever since that article, I think it was Esquire magazine, where he talked about, this is when I was on the Mariners, when he, you know, sort of, he didn't throw Jeter under the bus, but he, he sort of ripped him, ripped is a strong word, but come on, get to it, Brian, come on. He said, he's not the one you look for in that lineup. There's lots of other guys in that lineup that are going to hurt you. Derek's not the, not the guy that's going to hurt you. It's also in that article that I think people forget are the great lines of, I don't know why people dislike me. Is it because I'm biracial? Is it because I'm good looking? Is it because I make the most money in the league? No, but when you make those comments, it kind of becomes that. I think Alex rubbed people, a lot of people the wrong way, and it wasn't his fault when he took that $252 million deal with Texas. It's money. Who wouldn't take it? But I think ever since then, he's been public enemy number one, and coming to New York where he thought he'd excel and maybe put some of the bad stigmas around him behind him, they've only been exacerbated by the bright lights in New York City. So, Alex reports to camp. Uh, let's say it's got to be a few weeks, right? So, we'll get to see the camera on him. Yeah, this, the, <laughs> the insincere answers to the questions of the the villainous media. It's uh, God. Just stop talking, Alex. Just say it's it's all in the past, and let's move on. I know that's such a cop-out, but it's enough's enough. Stop trying to justify what you did or, or beg beg for our forgiveness. It's pathetic. Stop it. So moving on to pathetic, let's talk about Carmelo Anthony. He is a disgrace, and he is not to be respected. The Nick Forward, who he missed two of the last three games before the All-Star break, and the All-Star game being in New York City this year, he was sort of on the fence, back and forth, back and forth, whether he would play or not. Not sure, not sure. Well, okay, all right. I mean, he's not going to push it, though. I think that was one of the quotes. I'm not going to push it, all right? I'm not going to push it. It's the worst-kept secret in the world, what was going to happen. He was going to play in the All-Star game, then he was going to shut it down for the rest of the season because of a knee injury, 
Okay? So what does he do? He, Like I said, he doesn't play two of those last three games before the All-Star game. He plays in the All-Star game. Shocker. He scores 14 points off 6 of 20 field goals, 2 of 13 from three-point land, 30 minutes of basketball. This is a guy who's missed multiple, multiple games this year. I'm not trying to justify not I'm not trying to make light of his injury. In fact, he, he's getting surgery. Recovery time is four to six months. This guy's been playing that way for a crappy team. They're 10 and 43. I don't have a problem with him shutting it down for the rest of the season. I really don't. But at the same time, you know, you hear some people say, well, he has a major injury. And I agree. So why the hell are you playing in the All-Star game? It's ridiculous. It's selfish. It's brand mellow. You see, Carmelo Anthony is the type of guy who... This isn't this isn't breaking news. This isn't reinventing the wheel. Carmelo Anthony is the type of guy who will would rather score 40 and lose than score 15 and win. Carmelo Anthony will never win a championship as the primary scorer on a team. He will win a championship, if he does, he will win a championship as a guy who possibly comes off the bench, is a secondary player, where the star is probably somewhere as a sophomore in high school right now. Carmelo Anthony does not make other people better. He's a guy that needs the ball in his hands all the time. And I know there's some Nick fans. There's mellow fanboys. Mellow fanboys, they're out there. And they will stick by their man. They will stick by through thick and thin. He walks on water. The mellow god. The mellow god. He, he's, he also made, don't forget, he also played that game in London as well. He did not miss that game. The knee was feeling fine that day. But let's say, God forbid, he did something to his knee during that All-Star game because he just had to play in it and represent New York. Yeah, right. That's, that's what it was all about, representing New York. It wasn't about representing, you know, Carmelo Anthony. I get it. You want to play with your friends. I get it. But give me a break. How selfish and shameless is Carmelo Anthony. He should be run out of town. I'm tired of looking at that guy's face. Yes, it's gotten that bad. I don't like the look of his face. It annoys me. Well, Brian, don't like people's faces. Whatever, his face is fine. Okay, I don't like him. And and what he's he's, I don't know what to say anymore. He signed that max contract, and you know what? He is going to be. Breaking down more and more. He's not a guy that stays in shape most of the time. And it's always going to be all about Melo. Because he took that max con- he, he wanted to... Remember the documentary about the free agency? Because that was necessary, too. I hope there's a documentary on the knee surgery. Because that, that's going to be spellbinding shit, I tell you. That is going to be great. But he wanted to be a Nick so bad that he opted out, became a free agent. And then came back to get more money. But but he really wanted to be a Nick. Then you wouldn't have opted out. You wouldn't have been a free agent. Give me a break. But he had to play in that All-Star game. It was very important. That very important exhibition game that meant nothing. Essential. So, Carmelo's a disgrace. Uh, speaking of that All-Star game, I didn't see much of it, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I saw the three-point contest and the dunk contest. The dunk contest was pretty pathetic outside of Zach Levine who just I mean he was the only highlight all of his dunks I mean that that those are the highlights uh the Greek freak guy I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name he was he was uh he was disappointing as long with Mason Plumley. 
you know, you gotta gotta root for the white guy, but he was nothing to root for. Uh, Victor Oladipo looked like he had some good dunks going on until Zach Levine did that behind the back uh, dunk, and then the look on Oladipo's face said, "Oh shit, why did I do this? Why did I get involved in this?" But the three-point contest, Steph Curry won that. that you know, three-point contest is the three-point contest. But it was very difficult to follow both of them with Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller screaming throughout it. Please do not have them back on. And, and Kenny Smith seems to think that the more he repeats that one phrase and, and louder and louder and louder he does it, makes it more and more important. I have to inform him that is not the case. It's not important. It is annoying, and it's very distracting. And the fact that they actually have that over the loudspeaker as these guys are trying to do this stuff, would just shut your mouths? How could you do something like that with people blabbering on like idiots? <sighs> but the worst part, and I'm glad I didn't see it. I only saw bits and pieces uh, on Twitter, uh, pictures of it. The NBA had a fashion show. They called it NBA All-Star Style. A fashion show on Saturday night before the All-Star Game. Uh, I don't know how many contestants were in this fashion show. I guess because it was Fashion Week in New York. But I mean, come on. The Westminster Dog Show was was a few days ago. that They didn't have an NBA dog uh, contest. That wouldn't make any sense, would it? But... I guess uh, was it Chandler Parsons and J.R. Smith were involved. I don't know who won. And frankly, I don't care. It is a fashion show. Remember when men were men? I mean, imagine Charles Oakley and... and I was going to say Greg Ostertag, but I don't know if I personify that as... Okay, what if Charles Oakley and Mark Eaton... Imagine them doing a fashion show. Imagine that. Oh, God. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Remember when men were men? I do. What happened? But other than that, the second half of the NBA starts. The two top teams, Gold State Warriors and Atlanta Hawks, pretty wide open though in the in the East. A lot of teams are not good. Cavs are coming on strong. Wizards look good. The Knicks don't look good. The Knicks uh, look very bad. Mari Sotomayor gone now too. I can only name a few people on the Knicks team there, there. So I'd like to see how many wins they actually get this year. They're at 10. Let's see if we can get to 15. Just a quick few news and notes and quarterbacks that uh, need attention at all times. In the NFL, Johnny Manziel, apparently his, the Mike Pettin, the Browns head coach, said that you know they're very proud that Johnny has gone into rehab. I mean, what are they going to say? They're very disappointed that he's in rehab and he shouldn't be there. They're against the decision. But he also said the Manziel issue is a deeper-rooted problem than we thought. Now, I'm not sure why you would make a statement like that because it can be misconstrued in 9 million different ways. So basically he's more of an alcoholic than you thought or the fact maybe he's a meth head. It's such an irresponsible comment that I don't know why someone would make that. I would probably stick to... You know, we're supporting Johnny and everything he's going through, and hopefully he can make the full recovery that we all anticipate and care for him. Did I just do your job for you, idiot? And RG3, well, Mike Shanahan was on the former coach, Mike Shanahan of the Redskins, was on the radio today talking about RG3, and that in 2012, he met with him as a rookie. He met with him to tell him which plays were acceptable and not acceptable. 
I don't know what happened to RJ3. This was a guy that everyone loved as a senior when at Baylor. He was showing his socks all the time. That, that was so cute. Remember that? He'd always have different socks on. It was so funny. And uh, he seems like a pretty me guy behind the scenes. He does all the, all the nice stuff on the outside. But I, I don't know what to think about him anymore. I'm not really sure. And finally tonight, we're going we're gonna to talk about the New York Yankees. And... They're just retiring numbers, like like it's going out of style. Yes, cliche. Everyone's getting it. Every everyone is getting their number retired, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, I recently took a tour of Fenway Park this this off season, and I know a lot of other teams do this, but the Red Sox, they the numbers they retire are for people that have played for the Red Sox for a certain amount of years. I forget the number retired a Red Sox, enter in the Hall of Fame. The Yankees have Hall of Famers that don't even have their numbers retired. But they have Earl Combs, Lefty Gomez, older guys. But now Bernie Williams, Jorge Posada, and Andy Pettit are getting their numbers retired. All great players. I don't think any of them are Hall of Famers. And the guy that's probably borderline is Pettit, a guy who admitted to doing HGH, who's now trying to act as if he did HGH, reinforcing the idea that he did it for an injury. We get it, Andy. Leave it alone. You are getting such a pass. It's unbelievable. Shut your mouth, holy roller. Shut it. But they're just getting, you know, you'd expect this behavior of retiring numbers for every Tom, Dick, and Harry for teams like the the Brewers or or the Diamondbacks. It's the Yankees. The most championships in baseball. You're known throughout the world. You don't need to keep retiring numbers. No, I'm not worried about how we're going to be playing with three digits soon. That's stupid. I'm not worried about that. But I mean, really? Really? I love all those guys. They're a part of a lot of championships, but we're retiring numbers for guys that are really good players. You want to give them a plaque? That's fine. They're giving Willie Randolph a plaque on Old Timers Day on the 20th. That's fine. I have no issue with plaques. Retiring numbers. That's for legends. Bernie Williams isn't a legend. Nor is Andy Pettit. Nor is Jorge Posada. And I hear a lot of people saying, well, you know... They're expecting attendance to be down a lot this year. So they need reasons to get people into the ballpark. You know, they have 81 home games. If they're that concerned about attendance to retire numbers, which will benefit them for three freaking days, they have major issues, okay? do you? How much more revenue are the Yankees going to get on those days? Um, May 24th. August 22nd and August 23rd. May 24th, Bernie Williams will have his number retired against the Texas Rangers. August 22nd, Posada will have his against the Indians. And the 23rd of August, Pettit will have his, obviously both against the Indians. And the Randolph plaques on Old Timers Day, which they're going to pack the house regardless. You ever been to an Old Timers Day? It's insanely boring. So if you like it, good for you. The only good part is when everyone's introduced and you go, Hey, oh, yeah, look at him. The game, you know, you can go down to any local local park and see overweight old men try to hit a baseball. It's really, really not that thrilling. But I don't know what the Yankees are doing. It's it's kind of gotten laughable. 
I guess they're really that starved for some sort of buzz in the stadium that that's what we're going to do. I mean, you could play Alex Rodriguez, even though I don't think they will. I think he's going to get people in the seats. For how long? It's a good question. He, When he's playing, people will watch. I'll tell you that. The ratings will be sky high. There's no doubt about it. And yours truly will be one of them. Man, I watch the games anyways. But having Alex Rodriguez play, because you know what everyone's going to be talking about the next day? Did you see what Alex did? That's what he does. Regardless if he struck out four times or if he hit three home runs, you're going to say, what did Alex do? I'm not calling anybody the next day. Hey, did, did you see the Pettit thing? Yeah, they retired his number. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The Yankees have no more single digits. A new player, if they want to come in, well, Jeter's is, but I mean, they're going to retire that. He is a god. Uh, but if you come in as a new player, the the lowest number you're going to get is 11. All the other ones are retired. A lot of these guys don't deserve it, and I love Don Mattingly. He's probably my favorite Yankee of all time. He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, and he shouldn't have his number retired. I'm sorry. Look at the guy's numbers. They aren't that great. Yes, he was hampered by back problems, but, I mean, shit happens. Shit happens. I think he's got career... I don't even know if he has career 200 home runs. Yeah, someone will tell me that he does. All right, I get it, yeah. All right, but... Yankees, not sure what they're doing. And that's that's the podcast for this week. Again, late. Late! Brian, what are you doing? You're a novelty act. You're nothing. You're scum. Sorry. But traveling all over the place, enjoying myself. But we're back, okay? We're back. Back. You can follow me on Twitter at, at BrianBuck13. You can listen to the show on iTunes. Just go in there, look for the podcast, Red Ticket Blues, boom, subscribe, boom, you're done. Hey, and write a review if you actually like the podcast. I'd love to have some reviews because it helps me uh, go up in the rankings for it to be searchable for newer people to listen to me ramble about things. Also available on TuneIn Radio and, of course, YouTube, where you can get to stare at my beautiful face for the entirety of the podcast. So that's what we got going on right now. Uh... I'm not really sure what else to say other than the podcast is over. I'm out of here. <laughs>